know, we call we call overweight people, you know, unnecessarily names like greedy or fat. They're they're being misled. They're being abused. They're being mistreated. You know, they're underinformed, and they're being taken advantage of by the powers that be. And, and it's a it's a money grab. You know, they're they're really hungry. Yeah, they're not. They're starving without knowing. They're eating food that lacks nutrients. So they're really hungry. They're not greedy. It's just what they're eating at the grocery stores don't contain the nutrients to sustain their organic bodies. Believe in illusions. I know some of you probably read that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast platform you're reading. You're like, what is this? Believe in illusions? Illusions? Yeah. What is that? I want to start off with the definition of an illusion. Um, illusion, a misrepresentation of a real sensory stimulus mm. that is an interpretation that contradicts objective reality mm. as defined by general agreement. For example, here's an example. A child who perceives tree branches at night as they are goblins <laughs> may be said to be having an illusion. Right. <laughs> now, the reason why I'm bringing this up while we're talking about this today. Illusions are things that we see as unfamiliar. It doesn't seem familiar to us, or we may project an image in a certain way. I think about this uh, image, actually, an optical illusion. It's a picture of two ladies. I don't know if you have you seen this, Brian, where it's like this young lady that's turning her head, but then when you look at look at it carefully, there's an older lady inside of it. Yeah. yeah, it's just crazy how an optical illusion can have that effect in our minds. The reason I'm bringing this up is because a lot of us have projected a an image to people. Right? I'm thinking of the time I met with you, Brian. When I would talk to you. I'm projecting to you that, hey, I'm a decent guy, have great values, and this is what I hold strongly, what I believe in. This is my belief system. But it's not just in what I said. And now, this is the thing. My words do matter, and what I say is probably projecting in your mind, thinking, wait, processing, this is the type of guy I'm talking to. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, all I have to take from who you are is what you give me. Yes. Right? What I see. Um, I remember I had a young dude tell me the other day, I, I complimented him on his hair. I was like, man, I like your hair. You know, mm. you know, he's letting it grow out. He's like, man, I'm trying to be like you. And, you know, he said it all with fun and games. Right. But my response was, I'm trying to be someone worth being like. Oh, say and, that again. You know, say that again. You know, he said, I'm trying to be like you. I, was, I said, well, I'm trying to be somebody worth being like. And, and I meant that in every ounce of my being. You know, it wasn't wow. a quick response. It, it's, the, it's the season in which I'm moving Come right on. now. Right yeah. now. You know, I got a 10-year-old looking at me. You know, I got youth looking at me. Sure. And, and I want them to know that they can be real and authentic. Mm. Like, they can move in faith and power and truth. Wow. You know, they don't have to fake it until they make it. They right. can move in the confidence and faith that, that God has bestowed within them. Right. You know, they can walk with confidence and they can have character and they can have discipline in their lives, you know. So uh, the way I look at it is I didn't have the examples, yeah. but I do have the opportunity to be the example. Oof. And that's where I stand. I have the opportunity to be the example for my son and, and for everybody else, man. Not, not just yeah. boys and girls, but for men and women as well. Yeah. You know, because we, we grow up. I heard it said like this um, at the age of most of us don't become who we are until 40 
right. because we we spent the last uh, X amount of years undoing bad bad things mm, we were taught. Undoing habits. Undoing bad information. Yeah. We spent Ooh. X amount of years Ooh. doing undoing bad information. You know, wow. that's why we don't walk into our trueness until we reach an age and we're like, yo, I'm 40, yeah. I'm 50, and I'm not where I want to be. And the only way I got here is based on what I was doing. Mm. So what I was doing must didn't work, right? You know, so I'm at that 40-year-old mark and I'm like, okay, I've, I've made some decent choices, but I made a lot of mistakes. And, yeah. and maybe I could be farther ahead if I didn't make the mistakes that I made. Mm-hmm. And, and I want my son to know that he could be farther ahead, you know? Yeah. So, and I tell him, I say, son, the things that I'm doing, you know, I move confidently. I move in confident fear, you know, that I'm capable of doing these things. Yeah. Because it's not like I, I know it's on the other side of my actions. You know, there is fear there. There is some some, some uncertainty. Yeah. But it's not doubt. You know, there's like some uncertainty. Yeah, it, it's a faith walk, you know. And, and because what I don't want him to do is say, my dad's built different. Gotcha. My dad's built different. I can't do that. He was made like that. He was. That's, that's not true. Mm. You know, if you step in your... Your your greatest accomplishments, the best life that you can live, is on the other side of your fears. Yeah, yes, right. Sir. So I let him know that hey, I'm I'm moving with uncertainty, but I'm moving anyway, mm-hmm. right? I'm moving in faith. That way, when he faces opposition, he feel the confidence to move in faith too. Right. You know, not because this this is we always use that excuse. I can't do it because I'm not called to, or I can't do it like that because I ain't built like that. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You just. Oh, man, there's so many things I want to say right now, Brian. You just get me fired up. But I just want to go back to the, the definition of illusion, like a misleading image presented as a visual stimulus, right? How often does our behavior dictate or is determined by the visual stimulus? I think of social media. I think of all mm. these different movies that we watch, all these things. And I think about people who are justifying some of their projected insecurities. They may not even know it's an insecurity but they're projecting it. And that in of itself is an illusion that, they, that they're trying to put out there because the person on the other side, the receiving end, see it as like, wait, who is this person? They, they, they're disillusioned. They're like, wait, what does this even mean? Like, I'm a, This is an illusion that I'm seeing here. This doesn't make sense. It's the same way you're looking at an optical illusion. You're looking at it very closely. I'm like, I'm trying to make sense of all of this. Now you're trying to get me to believe in a lie? Mm. So I even think like sometimes we have these projected. Is, so is it that fake it till you make it thing? The fake it till you make, it, but you don't even realize it's happening. And I think that's why it's important to have a community to to really like, hey, do you really know who you are? Because I'm seeing two different people, and it seems like an illusion to me. Let's work on that so that way we are not looking at a tree thinking it's a goblin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it goes back to, you know, the benefit of having a spouse, right? Yeah. You know, and if you ain't got a spouse, you, you like you said, man, you got to have community, you know, with or without a spouse, you got to have a community because that's going to be your, your mirror, right? Right. And, and on top of that, it's going to be your accountability, mm. you know, someone who's going to hold you accountable, hold you true to what you're saying, yeah. what you're doing. You know, are you a man or woman of your word? Mm. You know, are you living the life at home? that I see in the streets, right? right? You now, my wife tell me all the time, I'm not going to let you be at home somebody different than people see in the street. Right. Like, I'm going to hold you accountable. Come on. You know what I mean? You know, which, which is awesome, right? You know, it's, it's a blessing, you know, in every sense of the word, you yeah. know, because it holds me accountable to those who are expecting me to be who I claim to be. I like that. When you say words like accountable, I think about money. I think mm. about banks. 
So when you say I'm holding you accountable, it's like, hey, I have money in the bank that mm. has that gives you substance. You can be a person of integrity because I see you in closed doors yeah. as well as outside of that house, if yeah. you will. So it's almost putting money in the bank, if you will. I love that. But um, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, Brian, but I think about the health industry right now. And we've talked about this before. People seem healthy on magazines, social media, movies. They've got the cut abs and all this kind of stuff. But then you see what they put in their bodies, man. Like this is the the illusion that I'm trying to bring to the table. We see these guys. Like I think about bodybuilders. I'm just this is an example because I used to try to become one, not realizing putting all this poison in my body. I'm thinking about proteins, creatines, (laughs) pre-workout, all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm this is the visual stimuli. I'm seeing the muscles. I'm seeing the abs. I want to be that. Yes. And then I hear from friends from who had kidney problems, yeah. all these different problems internally. So there's this visual stimuli that I see on the outside, but it's an illusion. Oh, man. You, you know I could talk to that, right? <laughs> you know, so, so I've done two bodybuilding shows, Dang. you know, and visually on the outside, I looked great. Yeah. You know, I looked great. But, you know, I was, I was taking creatine. Mm-hmm. I was taking uh, uh, the vitamins. Yes, um I mean, I was eating the meats from, you know, unhealthy places, right? I was going to, I'm not going to call out any particular grocery stores <laughs> or any particular brand of meat or vegetable, but yeah. yeah, I was eating things then that I know now not to be so healthy for me. You know, I was eating, um, I was drinking the Gatorades and the sodas and the, yeah. uh, eating the Eggo waffles. Like my diet was strictly to make my body look a certain way. Yeah, It had nothing to do with health. It, it had all to do with looks. Like it was all vanity, man. Visual you know, stimulus. Yeah, visual stimulus. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I won bodybuilding shows, came in first place, and I had arthritis in my shoulder, arthritis in my knees. You know, I had get like internally, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling well. Man. You know, there there were movements that I couldn't even make because my arthritis was so bad. Yeah, but yet I looked great, man. You know, and and for the last two three years since I've changed my diet, I still maintain I would think a decent looking physique. You know, yeah. I've maintained a healthy weight. And I don't have arthritis anymore. Wow. You know, I sleep better. I'm yeah. more. You're at peace. I, I'm at peace. Yeah. You know, um, so not only am I the person at home that I am in the streets, I'm the person on the outside that I am on the inside, you know, okay. like physically, like I feel great, you know. That's amazing. Uh, it's not for me to say how I look, you know, I'll let the, I'll let the world decide, you know. Yeah. Visually how I look. I think I look okay, but I feel great. Dude, you look great. I, I want to look like you when I'm 40. I, I feel great for <laughs> sure, man. I definitely feel great. We're talking about perceptions here. So everything is about projecting perceptions or creating perceptions to the other person. And I think if we don't know who we are, we don't have a strong identity. I'm going back to illusions. We are going to be misled based on the image that is presented in front of us. And this is what's crazy, man. If you have a multitude of people that are weak in their identity and they're all trying to mirror something that them in themselves don't have strong identities, then you have this principle, this, this thing that's happening where the blind is leading the blind. And then you'll have these observers on the outside going, what is going on here? And I'm saying this to say people are pouring money into this misleading image 
that they think they're trying to fulfill and then they come to the end of this road, if you will, with a sickness, a cancer, or something that probably led, you know, these things were the factors that led them to this situation. I'm so grateful that I was able to hear the truth. I stopped drinking all this stuff and I'm like, man, I'm having people like you, Brian, that would speak into that because now it's like I would contemplate. I'm like, wait, is this actually going to help me? Or am I being misled by this image illusion? You know, here, here's the scary truth. I uh, I was at the gym one day working out, and um, so so growing up, growing up, my mom told me that my dad uh, he caught he went blind, right? Mm. He went blind in his uh, late twenties. Oh, so wow. as a as a kid, I always thought that genetically I'm gonna go blind, right? And kind of freaked me out, you know. But then a few uh, a few months ago, well, not even a few months ago, about a year or so ago, yeah, uh, I realized. Uh, during my studies and my research, I realized that diabetes causes blindness, right? Hmm. And also, also found out that uh, cancer is a dietary issue. Certain most cancers, most cancers, yeah, are a dietary issue. That makes sense. You know, bad food causes chronic inflammation. Chronic inflammation causes uh, deformation in our genetic cells, and we get masses. You know, some are malign, some are malignant. I mean, benign and malignant, right? Okay. Depending on what it is. Yeah. And it can metastasize into cancer. Hmm. So think about how many people are living in fear that they're going to get cancer because their mom had cancer, yeah. their dad had cancer. Right. And they live with that fear, right? And I'm at the gym and it hit me like it was like an aha moment. I don't know where it came from, why I was even thinking about it. But it hit me and I started smiling. I was like, I'm not going to go blind. He had diabetes. Everything that I'm doing, my lifestyle is to avoid diabetes, mm. right? So then it made me realize... These people who are living with, like, there's so much money in cancer research and cancer yeah. treatment. Like, nobody's talking about cancer care. We're talking about treatment, cancer treatment, cancer treatment, cancer treatment, diabetes treatment, diabetes mm. medication, diabetes, you know, uh, research. Nobody's talking about treat, uh, cure because the cure is prevention. Mm. But there's so much money wrapped up in food and wow. money's going to do what? It's going to follow the masses. Yeah. We as individuals, you know, uh, I mean, I would probably say that I'm I'm one of them or have been one of them. And in certain areas, I'm one of them people who, who I love my comforts, right? Yeah. You know, and it's going to be hard, hard for most of us to change our comforts. But the majority want to do what's comfortable. Mm. And that's what money's going to follow. Yeah. Right? That's where big resources are. Big mm. resources, big money is where the masses are. You know, so instead of just, you know, telling people, hey, you know, maybe if you change your your lifestyle, not necessarily your diet. And this is the thing. We get we promote diet change, yeah. not lifestyle change. Mm, you know, huge. lifestyle change means flipping this thing one eighty. You know, from the way you, from when you wake up to what you're gonna do when you wake up yeah. to what's gonna determine how much energy you burn to determine how much energy you consume, what's good and what's bad. Like that's a whole lifestyle thing. Mm. No, but we can quickly change our diet to say something tastes good, don't don't taste good. Swap this, swap this with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, big money's gonna follow the majority, and the majority is about their comforts. Uh, and we need to change our lifestyles, not our diets. This is really good because I feel like the way we can wrap this podcast, this episode, what you just mentioned, some will think is abnormal. It's not normal, right? They think, wait, no, this is what I do. This is how I grew up. This is we eat this all the time. Mm -hmm. So that that what you just said, Brian, can seem like an illusion to them. So <laughs> to, to, to make it simple, go ahead. To make it simple, our our choices are cultural. Okay. 
it's cultural. You know, um, most of most of our listeners eat what they eat because it's all they know. It's all they know. Mom ate it, dad ate it. Correct. And it's even deeper than that. You know, we, we won't get into it right now, but there's the whole the apples that you see in the store. Yeah. There's more apples that exist in the world than that. Mm. Right. Mm. The fruits that you see in the store, there are fruits. There's more fruits that exist beyond that. Why do you only see the things in your grocery store that you see? It's because it's convenient to sell. It's convenient for the suppliers. It will last on the shelf longer. Yeah. Right. That's if it's all natural. And if it's not all natural, it's been genetically modified to last. Wow. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. You're an organic being. So if you're eating organic foods, awesome. It'll break down in your system. Life goes on. Mm. If you're eating GMO food, genetically modified food, it's not going to break down. Cell, cell mutation take place. So we get our cancers from. Another thing is like, I'm, I'm kind of going and I said I wasn't going to go there. But uh, all right. So I'm going to stick on the food side, not the marketing side. But if it don't break down in your body, you know, cell, cell uh, deformation take place, mm-hmm. then, then you end up with the cancers, right? Because it's, it's in your body. Now it's, it's trying a, to figure out how to extract it. It can't. Organic knows how to break down organic. Like knows like, right? Mm-hmm. You're an organic in, individual. Your body, everything about you is organic. If you're eating organic, uh, non-genetically modified uh, foods and yep. organisms, it's going to break down. But if you put something in your body that's been genetically modified to last, your body don't, it can't relate to that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't understand that signal. Right. You're not wired, you're not designed or created to, to modify that, to consume that, to digest that and break that down. So it sits in your body and it's nutrition. Uh, it's not nutrition dense. Yeah. It's lacking nutrients. So what you're going to do is you're going to continue to consume. It's going in, right? Your body can't break it down. It can't get rid of it. So it's building up in your body. This is where overweight and obesity comes from. You, you, you're, you're real hungry. You know, we call, we call overweight people, you know, unnecessarily names like greedy or fat. They're, they're being misled. They're being abused. They're being yeah. mistreated. You know, they're underinformed and they're being taken advantage of by the powers that be. And, and it's a, it's a money grab. You know, they're, they're really hungry. Yeah. They're not, they're starving without knowing it. They're eating food that lacks nutrients. So they're really hungry. They're not greedy. It's just what they're eating at the grocery stores don't contain the nutrients to sustain their organic bodies. Thanks for tuning into the Orange Pod. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Enjoy the rest of your week.